And welcome to Geeks with Kids, the internet's number one Star Wars Clone Wars podcast from a parenting point of view. I'm your host, Eric, and joining me is Hawk, as always. How's it going, Hawk? Not too bad. How's it going with you? Oh, you know, it's Friday, which means we're talking about Star Wars Clone Wars, Season 7, Episode 10, The Phantom oh. Apprentice. Whoo, this no episode. <laughs> so, like every other episode we've done on The Clone Wars, we start with a summary. Ahsoka faces off against Maul, who mentions Darth Sidious before escaping. Ahsoka relays this to Obi-Wan, who says he has inferred from Count Dooku that Sidious is the name of the Sith Lord who orchestrated the Clone Wars. However, Dooku cannot be questioned further due to having been killed by Anakin during their mission to save Palpatine. (laughs) Furthermore, neither Anakin nor Obi-Wan can come to assist Ahsoka, as Anakin has been assigned to spy on Palpatine and Obi-Wan has been sent to Utapah to find and destroy Grievous. After Almec is assassinated by Saxon, Bo-Katan helps Rex's team fight him and his Mandalorians. At the same time, Ahsoka confronts Maul again who reveals he engineered this conflict to kill Anakin because Sidious intends to turn Anakin to the dark side. Ahsoka and Maul then duel above the city and Ahsoka wins, saving Maul from falling to his death. Despite Maul's pleas to listen to his warnings, the clone troopers and the Mandalorians capture him. And then we lead into the last two episodes. Can't wait. So this episode, like the last one, starts with the green... Lucasfilm logo, the classic green one. And it's actually the first one that doesn't have any narration or a montage before it. So this is definitely, definitely a sort of cinematic experience. They're definitely pushing that whole, this is a movie. I know. And, and, and kind of going back, you know, like the green title card things is that it, it goes back to the original concept, you know, that Lucas had for this series. And, you know, Filoni has done an amazing job in filling in a lot of missing, missing, missing pieces, mm-hmm. uh, but also expanding on what we know. I'm, I'm curious why the Star Wars Clone Wars logo is red. Like Rise of Skywalker was red as well. Oh no, Last Jet um Last Jedi was red, right? Well the Last Jedi red, I thought it was like a white background with kind of red in the in the, you know, kind of background of everything. So Return of the Jedi was also red when it was called Re- Revenge of yeah. the Jedi. So I wonder yes. if this whole play on the dark side and that's why the there's the red Star Wars logo. So- sure. It, it this is this is the takeover, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's very, very interesting. This is also the first episode where we firmly understand where we are in the movie timeline. Um, so this uh, this happens during the first well, post first act of Revenge of the Sith because yes. Obi Wan talks about how Dooku was killed and how he's about to head off to Utapau to Ooh. fight Grievous and how Anakin is. Um, is spying on Palpatine. That's that's it's 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 amazing to see this overlay and how this separate movie is going to be um playing up against Revenge of the Sith. And how quickly all the events seem to be moving along. Mm-hmm. Uh it just seems like the, when we last left them they were heading off to to save Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Uh we learned some information about finally why Palpatine allowed himself to be captured. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so that he could start turning Anakin even more, 
which is uh, all part of this vision that Maul had about Palpatine taking over everything, which we find out actually happens, obviously, as Star Wars fans. Um, there's some fun, fun little cameos. We see that Maul is talking to his his shadow collective, and we see Dryden Voss from Solo, A Star Wars Story, who is the leader of Crimson Dawn. And uh, th- it's it's a nice little tying in of this, you know, those supplementary films. Sure, telling his lieutenants to go to ground as yeah. the, the 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 big the big event is coming. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and you were saying earlier that this is this is really the series that gets to play with the full sandbox, right? And the scene sure. that they they take things from there, they've they've taken stuff from the comic books, like we had mentioned off mic that the Mandalorians that had that were serving Maul were the ones that helped him escape from Palpatine's prison, which is an unreleased, you know, Clone Wars story arc that they were going to make in the cartoon, but they ended up just putting it on the in comic form after, you know, the, the show was canceled. I'm going to check YouTube later on that. I got to see this comic. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it got collected somewhere. Sure. Another nice little cameo type thing was we saw Maul deflect blaster bolts like Kylo Ren does because we hadn't seen it before in the, the universe. So I don't know. There, there, there are times when I was like, oh, that's a new force power, sort of like the force healing stuff. But it looks like yeah. it's something that has been it, around forever, I guess. Sure. Uh, yeah, up to this point, we always see deflections through a lightsaber and that. But yeah, uh, especially among the Sith and that, you know, they're exceptional force wielders. So mm-hmm. um, there is a thought um, that we were having where this is placed in the in the series. So this happens right before Order 66. Which means the clones that were there fighting with Ahsoka are the clones that end up taking over Mandalore. There's this whole um, theme of the Mandalore being taken over by the Empire and being occupied. And it was a big deal for the Mandalorians because they're very noble and free, free-willed, free people, right? They don't hold authority sure. under anyone. Um, so it's sort of sad that <laughs> Ahsoka is the one that sort of brought all of these troops into this occupation eventual know, occupation but, but this was the genius of the plan you know as maul calls it the only plan that mattered in in this episode uh is that the jedi play the part in securing the galaxy for the emperor and that before he turned around and executed them and that this you know this was something that was years in the making and mm-hmm. we're just seeing more little pieces of the cogs as we go along in the series yeah um, I wonder how far Palpatine had been planning this, because if we look back at the comics, um, we find out that Palpatine was actually the one who, at least based on the Star Wars comics of the last number of years, Palpatine was the one who sort of willed the force to give birth to Anakin, right? He he caused Shmi to give birth which is a he weird manipulated, he manipulated the midi-chlorians and that which is yeah. you know i don't which, know I, I if this is canon like i guess but it is it, canon it, which it, is weirder because that means that there's this whole idea of incest even more so in star wars because of the kiss between kylo ren and ray because they're technically cousins or no wait cuz brother sister cousins i guess some sort of related they share the same grand yeah because if skywalker dna is basically coming from palpatine to begin with (laughs) wait that would mean 
because Palpatine gave birth to Anakin, technically, right. would be his father, yes. and Rey would be the birth. grandfather of... Yeah, I guess they're both sort of like <sighs> cousins. Ugh. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, uh, I know. Let's stop they're thinking They're kissing about cousins. Yeah, let's, yes, let's stop thinking about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is also the first time um, Maul really meets any other Jedi other than Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Adi was it Adi Gallia was that Jedi he fought earlier in the series? I don't remember Ooh, which Jedi he fought earlier. I'm still, I'm still on my rewatch. I think I've only made it back to season three. So, <laughs> But this is definitely the first time he's met uh, Ahsoka, which is really interesting, especially since Ahsoka has this very, very idealistic view on how to bring him in. Um, and actually there's a, there's a, the idea that she wants to turn him sort of good, I guess. Against Palpatine, yeah, it's a it's a yeah. When she she well, the talk was very revealing, you know, for both of them. And that um, you know, Ahsoka, of course, is basically almost like Maul at this mm-hmm. point. In that she she really is a masterless Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're that great Jedi, me. which is great. Like they know what they want, but they're not adhering to either the the light or the dark. They do what they have to do to. I guess what they think is right. Sure. And as always, you know, she, she, her moral compass never wavers in that, but she, you know, she knows something is afoot and that mall, you know, actively knows what is, what is about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she does what she does and that. She's, she, she, you know, she listens to him and they, that offer, that yeah. offer, you know, when he reaches out together, we can destroy Sidious. Uh, I don't you know. can see like there, there is a part of her that wants to, you know, to take that it, it's it's great to sort of hold up against their later reunion in rebels right because yeah they're both way more focused but maul has a different motivation than he sort of just wants to i guess to, his to motivation actually really has has not changed in that between now and the uh, rebels and that his motivation was always to kill palpatine and that for his betrayal was it and, yeah i guess it, i guess it does but yeah. I guess there's some solace when Maul later, you know, confronts Obi-Wan because he finds out that Skywalker ends up, well, not Skywalker, but Luke's yeah. going to be the one that Luke. balances the force. He will, uh, as Maul sees it, it was, it was, he will avenge us in that. But yeah. we, we, we all know now that Luke was the one who was truly the one who had brought balance to the force. I guess, well, the sequels series sort of screwed that up. But sequels, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not. Um, no. So it, it, it's really it, it's great because you see this fear in Maul, right? This fear of Anakin Skywalker, someone who hasn't really met. Well, I don't think he's met him no. at all. And how that's his his goal. His goal was to to stop Anakin, right? He wanted Obi Wan to be there. He wanted to help, you know, to stop Palpatine's plan. But yeah. there's that idea of fear that fear is the path to the dark side and how his fear of Anakin leads him down this, this giant road that where we have them meet with, uh, Ahsoka sort of, it's great. Like it's, I, I, be- it's great I believe, planning. the Sith. Op- so- yeah. I believe the Sith operate on the, the worst kind of instincts of, of humanity and that fear of being a huge driving force in, in their plans mm-hmm. and that <laughs> rage to, uh, you know, 
because like I noticed like during all his all his dialogue and that there you know it was that great low whisper and that he he carry, but during that confrontation with Ahsoka and that his rage just kind of shone through. Yeah, and it sort of um, is the opposite of Ahsoka, who has this undying loyalty to Anakin. He she yeah. really sees the light in him and how he can't be the one that helps turn everyone right. So she right. fights for him and uh, such a good like mirror like yin yang type thing between Maul and Ahsoka they, they, they are sort of yin yangs right they're both the masterless I know. She's, apprentice she's found I, th- I think she's found a real balance with her her emotions in that uh, you know especially especially in this episode and she seems much more focused mm-hmm. and they both have this they, they both can see the hypocrisy of the Jedi Council right even Maul talks about this how they're, they're sort of doing what they have to do. And that's sort of what Palpatine's doing. They're Sidious, yeah. right? And th- there's this hypocrisy amongst everyone. And only Maul and Ahsoka could take down both, I guess. Sure, but she can see through Maul's intentions and that, you know. It, it, after after the death of Sidious and that, you know, all that would be left would be him to take his place. All right. And that's and, really yeah. his, that was really his driving goal. Yeah. And let's talk about the pretty much one of the best battles Definitely the best lightsaber oh. battle in any Star Wars movie, I think. It looked like they used a motion capture they instead did. of just CGI. So they used motion yeah. capture for this. And I think they said that Ray Park did the mocap for Maul for this. Ooh. And, and I can't remember who the stunt performer was for Ahsoka, but it was it was prime. Like, just You could so tell good. the move. The movements didn't have, you know, although animated, they didn't have a cartoony look to them and that they, you know, it felt physical. We talk about how the Uh, animation gets better and better, but this, these last four are going to be so good. Like just that fight. Um, We talked about it in the, in the main podcast about how good action movies show the full body and you can see what's happening. They're not quick cuts that are very close. You respect the choreography and you can see it fully. They do this mm-hmm. in this, in this. <laughs> oh my god, it was so good! And not only does it start in one sequence, the throne room where, um, where you know Maul had taken over everything. Yes, um, but it leads to the rafters above Mandalore because we find we find out earlier that Mandalore had um, scarred the, the 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 ground right, um, and they yeah. built up. So, seeing the rafter fight, it's every. <laughs> this is the fight. I wanted to see in Revenge of the Sith. I feel like this is the big fight that you wanted to see Anakin and Obi-Wan do. And then we got the yes. goofy sort of, there's a lot yes. of emotions in Revenge ah. of the Sith, but it wasn't as good as this. I know it's animated, but you could have done something like this. Although I guess Revenge of the Sith was also very animated. Yeah, this uh, this fight had a, uh, also had a, a huge kind of callback to uh, the Phantom Menace and that in the fight between Obi Wan and Maul originally. Yeah, it well, they have the they have the choir going behind in the music. They have a duel of the fates esque. Duel of the fates. If, if it was asked because it wasn't actually it, it didn't have the words. And I thought so. It sounded like it, it but it wasn't. The, it wasn't. You know, it definitely wasn't the duel of the fates. You know, but it was a, a great callback. You know, music was exceptional in this episode, by so the way, good. and that. The, yeah. It sounded very John Williams esque. Um, I I remember when I did I did a Star Wars concert many years ago with Anthony Daniels who played C three PO, and we were talking about the music and what the the role of the choir is, um, especially the males. Um, it's we're supposed to embody the dark side, 
So whenever you hear choral music, there's there's that play of dark and light, and the the choral music's supposed to bring that out even more so. That's why you hear the male choir for the Emperor's theme, and you hear it during Duel of the Fates. It's it's really, really, really interesting. And to hear it here, um, hearing seeing Ahsoka fight Maul and have that choral to back it up, oh, just just perfect. This yeah, it when it's all done, when it's all good and done, this movie will be at least for me held up against the rest of the movies. I will be watching this on May 4th from years, years forward as part of my star Wars watching. Um, Yeah, this is, this is quickly taking its place among the canon and, you know, and must see watch, you know, must see viewing for anybody. Even if you haven't watched the clone wars before on that, I think you could comfortably watch those last, these next four episodes. I'm sure that when, if they do re-edit this as a movie, there will be a, you know, the Clone Wars-esque opening montage narration talk about, talking about Ahsoka, because I feel like that would work really well for this movie. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see what happens after May 4th this year. So, this episode is called The Phantom Apprentice, obviously. Um, and this is a play on The Phantom Menace, which was the title of episode one. So, let's talk about what this means to the episode and to the series as a whole. So, what do you think this refers to? Does it refer to... So what do you think this title refers to? My money has been on uh, Anakin and that as, as the reference for this, uh, as the Phantom Apprentice and that. Uh, something that is hidden, obscured in that. The next Apprentice, which obviously was Anakin and that, but not yet not yet known. Yes. We know uh, the characters do not. Yeah, and Ahsoka doesn't know this either. And when Maul talks about how Anakin Skywalker is sort of the key... To Palpatine's plan, he is the Phantom. It's unbelievable to her. She can't believe that this person that she has known her whole Jedi career, more or less, is that person that's going to bring the dark side forward. Um, But it had as much influence on her life as as Anakin did. Yeah, no one really. Even Obi Wan, who had been there for many of the battles, wasn't really that um, attached to. Or at least they, they didn't have that type of relationship that Anakin no, and they didn't Ahsoka have that, had. No, that connection. Um, but it could also refer to Ahsoka and Maul, right? They're also phantom apprentices, right? Because they have no master. Yeah. So there's that whole idea of the great Jedi that we mentioned earlier. And they were both being used as tools. Even Maul says that we were both tools for greater power. Oh, it yeah. just the levels that this episode reaches is incredible. Sure. The dialogue especially, you know, captured that, you know, everything was so cutting uh, between, you know, what we're being shown now, what they were talking about and what we know. Uh, every word that seemed to come out of Ma- uh, Maul's mouth in this episode and that just it it had bite, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to imagine what Ahsoka is thinking right now, who would be secretly grooming Anakin for all these years. Like, who has she known to see Anakin confide in? And do you think she has any <sighs> idea that it's Palpatine? It's so obvious it is, you know, I don't know why they didn't see it in that. They know Anakin had such a, has a close relationship with Palpatine in that, you know, it, I didn't, I, I think, think it's some, I don't think, um, I think that the only person who could piece it together would be Ahsoka right now because she heard Maul's take on it and everyone just assumes that Palpatine is this power hungry person. But now that, um, now that Ahsoka knows that someone has been putting him towards the dark side, she, 
it's sort of obvious to her, I guess, at least from her position, that it could be Palpatine. It, possibly. But it's 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 a little confusing when you consider in Rebels and that, you know, she had no idea that Darth Vader was Anakin. Mm-hmm. Well, I assume everyone assumes that he died, right? Right. And then he just took another apprentice. I, well, because when Maul supposedly died, he just took another one, Count Dooku, right? Then after Dooku exactly. died, they took Anakin. If Anakin dies, he'll just take another one. It's just sort of like this rotating door of apprentices. <laughs> the rule of two. Exactly. Uh, I, I never did like the rule of two because I've always wanted to see multiple Sith fight Jedi. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, well, Old Republic, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> any any further thoughts on this? Um, oh. Or this episode or where we're headed? We're definitely headed to Order 66 in the next episode. I 100% think we're, we're going to see that point. If it's not at the end of the episode, it'll be like midway or early. Yeah. Um, this one, the next episode, uh, titled Shattered. So yeah. I, I, I think we're definitely heading into the final stage of the, of the Revenge of the Sith plot in the next episode. And, that, and as you pointed out earlier off, Mike, and that the final episode is going to be an epilogue to all this. Or it might not be an epilogue. It could be the everyone running away or f- trying to figure out what to do. And I guess yeah. Ahsoka starting the Rebel Alliance or not starting the Rebel License, but, um, you know, she was she was one of the the, head, the top people on the, for the Rebels, right? Yeah. What was her code name again? Um, Fulcrum. Fulcrum. It was Fulcrum, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and so... As we're headed towards Order 66, we know at least three clones have taken out, or at least will take out their chip before Order 66, and that's Rex, Wolf, and Gregor. We're not quite sure if they've taken it out yet. They showed the side of Rex's head this episode, and there's no scar there like he shows in Rebels, so does he right. take it out just before Order 66, or why would he take it out? Um, but he, I... Uh... Oh, it's, it's I th- I see. Uh, this is why I think we're in for a big hurt in the next couple episodes. And that there's a good well, chance Rex is going to turn on Ahsoka. I don't think so because he talks about how he never turned on his Jedi when he's talking to uh, Kanan in the mm-hmm. in the modified <gasps> oh. AT, 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 AT or ATT. Can't remember mm-hmm. which one it was that they were in. Yeah, he says that yeah. him and his his troops did not turn on their Jedi. And since Ooh. Rex is on uh, Mandalore with Ahsoka, that means he doesn't turn on Ahsoka. <sighs> I, I don't. Pull. I don't yeah. recall. Have we seen uh, uh, Wolf or Gregor in this season? I don't. I don't recall. Mm, seeing not them. to my knowledge. But we'll probably see them show up in the next two episodes if they're the ones that take out their chips. Yeah. Oh, oh man! There's so many things that you could uh, ponder, like. There's this undying loyalty to Ahsoka before, like, any of the... The clones have been really, really, like, close to their Jedi, but not... I don't think they're as close as Ahsoka and his and her clones, right? I think the only one who the, probably the leadership respects will be Anakin. I think Anakin has a similar kind of relationship with his troopers. But uh, it doesn't matter yeah. for him, <laughs> right? No. Oh. I know. Oh, man, it's just I so... Know. It's, it's, I can't wait to next week because I just, I don't know where, how Order 66 will affect Ahsoka. And this is really Ahsoka's story now. 
Well, that's been what's been so good about the writing in that it's actually really defied expectations. I expect, you know, even the ending, I expected, you know, Maul to, you know, get away in that. And that was the last we were going to see of him. But no, no, they captured, captured him. What? They captured what does that mean? Him. I know. What does that mean? I know. Because what will he what will he say next? <laughs> he He's going to also they use the sun, the stun setting on the, their guns, which you don't see often. Right. We saw it no. in A New Hope. But it was funny to hear that sound effect and see it. Um. But where does he go? Because we know that he's definitely out during Rebels. Does he escape mm-hmm. during this Order 66 thing? He's not a Jedi, so I doubt the clones will attack him. It's very confusing. Nope. Well, it's not confusing, but it's very exciting. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's anticip- you know, It's just milking our anticipation for next week. And, exactly. Uh, you know, I hope. I'm, I'm in. I hope that they release the last episode on May the 4th. May the 4th is a Monday. So... I don't know what what they're going to do because that would mean they would show the last episode on the 8th. That seems weird because there's two yeah. more episodes. The 1st of May is next week. Oh, I don't know. They, they hope they release on May the 4th. That, that would seem right. Petition. <laughs> Petitions mean nothing. Anyway, let's throw this out to the listeners. What did you think of The Phantom Apprentice? Why don't you let us know in email form or on social media? We are everywhere. Two more episodes, Hawk. Two more Two more. Two more. Oh God. <sighs> Maybe we'll we'll try and get some people on for the last for the last episode to talk about mm. it because there's a lot to that we're gonna have to digest because <laughs> Any of the crew from EIP can, uh, I, I'm gonna up? I'm gonna ask Julian. We'll see if he can come on. Hopefully he can finish the series in before you know we record at night. Ooh. But I'm I'm definitely mm. looking forward to these last two. Yeah, uh, outstanding job so far. I I can't wait. Yeah, thank you, Hawk, for coming on and talking to me about Star Wars. I look forward. Thank you for to having the last me. Two, two more. <laughs> the herd is coming, people. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. Get your tissues and your and your popcorn ready for next episode. It's gonna be a doozy. Anyway, I'm Eric. I'm Hawk. Thank you for listening and have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Well, that's it for us this week on Geeks with Kids. If you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at podcast at geekswithkids.ca. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekswithkids. Follow us on Twitter at geekswithkidstn. Check out our pics on Instagram at geekswithkids. And you can find all of this good stuff on our website at www.geekswithkids.ca. So if you like what you hear, why don't you hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment. This podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and your favorite podcasting app. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.